Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of Pavement Matters. I'm your host Mary Nguyen. Pavement Matters is the show where we discuss all things related to pavement engineering and it's brought to you by Pavement Management Services. Today's guest is Leanne Ray from Dynatest. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much Mary. I'm really uh, thrilled to be here. Especially I've come from Copenhagen back to Sydney, so um, I'm happy. <laughs> That's awesome. So today's topic is about how to plan for a successful international career. So I know a lot of our LinkedIn followers are from overseas and they, some of them would love to come to Australia and work or elsewhere internationally. So Leanne, tell me how you started your career move from Australia to Denmark. I joined the Navy when I was 17, straight from high school, the Australian Navy, and I served for 10 years as a logistics officer. And when I finished my service, I moved actually to the UK, because my grandfather was from there. And so I had the visas and the right to live there. And I thought, why not? I didn't have any uh, obligations. And I had just finished 10 years of service, and I thought it was a, a nice jumping off point. And then um, fast forward, 20 years of uh, um, life there, which I thought initially five to eight years and I'll be back in Australia. I'm now also a dual citizen Brit and Australian, so I have two passports. Mm -hmm. um, and in that time did um, a lot of um, project management, business management, sort of sales, uh, and did some time with, um, back in defence actually, at the Australian High Commission in London, uh, managing the defence business side there. Uh, and as things happened then, I met a fabulous uh, someone whom I love, in, who is Danish, who lived in London. Oh. Yeah, which and, uh, and now I live in Copenhagen. I took that leap of faith about seven years ago. And, um, and I've, yeah, I've been with um, uh, Dynatest for coming up to a year. Um, and I don't have a pavement engineering background. So it was really interesting to me to be, um, to be part of a team like Dynatest. I mean, you know, it's a heritage in our industry, obviously, it's, it's quite a heritage brand. Mm. Um, making pavement testing equipment, falling weight deflectometers, uh, road profilers, um, LCMS systems and the like. And, you know, bringing that technology globally, for me is fantastic, because I think it's a small world now, you know, and this industry, um, we have units and we're meeting clients who are in Peru, Kazakhstan, um, you know, Pakistan, Thailand. So not just your usual markets are where you might think, obviously, yes, Australia, Canada, the US, but really it's a global industry. I think that's a really exciting thing and it's been a, a lovely surprise. So yeah. um, we have, again, I mean, pavement management services have been such a wonderful client for us. Um, you know, and the team here is so experienced with using our systems and across the the whole industry. Yeah. Over, so, over 14 oh, years Oh man, now. right? Yeah. But it's that way. I think, um, you know, I think it's, um, you get these partnerships in a way between technology companies like us, um, you know, pavement experts like John and the whole team here. Um, but then there's new markets, there's new opportunities. And I always think that's pretty exciting too. So, mm. yeah. yeah. No. Awesome. Um, so before the podcast, we were talking a bit about the uh, mindset that you might mm. need uh, before you yeah. decide to pursue an international career. Yeah. So why, would, why does mindset matter and 
what does it mean when yeah. you, for choosing a career overseas? Yeah, and, and it's funny because when, when we were looking at maybe the topics that I could maybe bring some insight on, yeah. uh, I've emigrated twice, as I said, and I've probably made some mistakes along the way. Yep. You know, I'm over 50 now, so there's yes, there's definitely mistakes in there. Things I wish someone had have told me. Right. Um, and if I can give a few insights on that, and I think the biggest one really, and mindset, it's, it's why I deliberately put it on the list, you know, when we're thinking about, about things. Because it's very easy when you're looking for an overseas opportunity, whether you're an Australian looking further afield or whether you're... Um, a young engineer who is listening in um, Kuala Lumpur thinking gosh I might want to come to Australia mm-hmm. before you get dazzled by the job you must think well why why am I going there what is it that I'm looking for um, what am I motivated by what do I bring and not just by way of credential who am I as a person what is my energy what is my commitment um, and as well, what is my situation? How will I perhaps cope with being away from my family? Mm-hmm. Um, how will I cope with perhaps in my original country, I'm a little bit further up my career, but maybe I have to take a slight step backward or to the side to get this new international opportunity. How am I actually going to feel about that? Um, perhaps you know, you're working in a very new culture, maybe you don't really speak the language quite so well. And they say, well, how am I going to cope with that? And then look for the opportunity that seems to match who you are. And I think holding that mirror up to yourself and knowing yourself first, then you can fit the opportunities, you can bounce the opportunities against it. Um, And I think if you're, for example, if you're coming at this, maybe you're a slightly older applicant, you know, you're going to have some other challenges that are maybe going on in your life. Maybe you've got children or dependents or something like this um, than someone who's, say, coming straight out of university. Mm. Um, so everyone's situation is quite unique. Do that introspection first. And if you're not sure, talk to some people. Have a look online. Get some... Um, so many fabulous tools now with YouTube and getting some great podcasts. How to be an expat. How to be... Um, an international um, professional and it I think it all helps you lay a really good foundation of self-awareness because you'll have your credentials you'll have it's not about that it's know yourself first and then you actually have a higher chance of success Mm. but it does mean holding a very honest mirror up and saying who am I actually Um, because initially you know you come into if you're lucky enough to find your dream job in your dream country mm-hmm. with a great organization and everything seems new and exciting but it's six months down the track you know you might have a bit of a bump in the road a bad experience or feeling a little homesick or um, maybe things are a little bit tougher than you thought and so but if you've done that homework if you've got that longer-term vision of what you're trying to get out of this opportunity you can ride through those much more easily. Um, and you can also put into place some systems at the start to you know, having um, family and friends that you're connected to, maybe building some new networks. And it's all of that that comes through that first exercise of 
what am I trying to get out of this? Yeah. You know, how do I how do, wh- how do I want this to go? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so basically, self awareness and totally, yeah. yeah, and the planning for the longer term. That's it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking of network, um, yeah. how how would you s- build a network from scratch? Yeah, right. And and I think um, networks are becoming such a big thing. Um, obviously, you have things like LinkedIn. I would say to every single person listening, regardless of where you are in your career. If you're not active on LinkedIn, you're actually missing a, you're missing something in your professional arsenal. Um, in Europe, particularly, LinkedIn is a primary source of recruiting, um, but also um, connecting with other professionals, and not always just in your niche, in your field. Um, thought leaders, you know, if you're a young pavement engineer and you think, well, okay, I'm going to reach out to a pavement engineer. I saw a good article. What do I say to them? I think a mistake particularly young people often make when they're connecting through particularly things like LinkedIn is jumping straight in with someone you don't know and you're asking for a favour from them straight away. Yeah. Well, they don't know you. They're busy people. Why would they? Yeah, like what's, it, what's in it for them? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's recognising, um, I mean, even just initially, you know, just say, look, would it be okay to connect? Don't ask for anything, but would it be okay to connect? i uh, love to follow, uh, maybe share some insights. I'm a junior pavement engineer, but I think that um, you know, your company is doing some interesting things um, and it would just be really super to connect. So you're not asked for anything. Most people will say, of course, they'll just connect. Yeah. Connecting without an introduction is not, like why, no. Because people, um, if I can see your network, it's basically, it's like a window into your, into your house. Yeah. I don't want anyone, just anyone looking in my house. Yeah. Um, and I know in Denmark is a good example. Um, as I said, the majority of jobs, for example, in Denmark are not advertised. They're just not advertised. It's very different. It's a lot of who you know. Mm. Um, and the other ways, I mean, obviously, I, so definitely LinkedIn. Um, but the other ways to build a network, even before you arrive or when you've just arrived, um, through cultural groups so initially even through and I'm going to speak about Denmark as, a, as an example that that's all but as an Australian coming to Denmark you would join um, you know um, the Australian embassy you certainly start following you know what are they doing are there some events that I can go to some networking events mm. um, are there and you know even that just because not everything has to be about what can you get but sometimes it's just nice to broaden your base do some culturally um, connected activities in somewhere like where I'm from now in Denmark, sport. sport. Australia, obviously sport is a great one as well. Yeah. But maybe you do craft, maybe you do cooking, maybe you don't do any of those things, but you need to pick something. Yeah, just pick something you and go with pick it. pick something. Yeah. It's also a great chance to um, dip your toe into the water of things you don't know. Yeah. Um, try and try things. Just try things. Because again, it's not enough to have only a professional network. To be successful, if you're a long way from home, you need a broader base. Um, people will not come to your door. They don't know who, you, no one knows you. Yeah. You know, it's not like a, a, a little secret thing goes out into the universe, oh, she's arrived. Yeah. You've got to be where the people are. Yeah. And it can be tiring and it can be frightening in the sense, it's, it's our internal dialogue, right? But once you actually just put your hand out, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Leanne, uh, how are you, who, who are you, why are you here, or I've, and people are generally 
very kind. Yes. That has been my experience. I'm a 53-year-old woman. I have had to put my hand out and say, hi, I'm Leanne. I'm new here. What's your name? How are you? What do you do? And I think by asking questions rather than telling about you is the way to people to open up and for you to feel connected pretty early on. Um, and have your elevator pitch in the sense of who are you? What are you doing here? People are going to want to know a little context. Oh, I've just moved to... Um, I've just moved here to Beijing and I'm just starting uh, or I've just started with this company. Um, maybe you've gone to say like an embassy event or something or a business network and you just talk. People are people. But then um, if you promise something that you'll connect or send or do, then you must do it. Yeah. You know, uh, and it can take some time for people to get to know you. So you've just got to not go in being too demanding or too over keen it's a little bit like dating you know mm. you don't want you don't want to seem a bit too keen um, and then and then people will get that good sense of who you are um, and then of course I'm a big believer and then you pay it forward then you keep your eyes open for that next person who actually has just arrived when you might be six months down the track yeah, one year absolutely yeah. volunteer um, the, the Danish way is to volunteer uh, it's a big part of the culture there um, so it's that idea of paying it forward in some way. And I think then all of a sudden it changes your mindset from being someone who's on the receiving end of other people's generosity mm. to being someone who, oh, I feel like I'm a bit more of a local now, yeah. right? It changes, it changes your frame of reference on yourself. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. This is who I am. Yeah. And I think, um, de but definitely, again, it comes back to that, who am I? What is my... I don't like using the word brand when it comes to people, but things like LinkedIn, you know, it, that make, make that say something about who you are. So again, it comes right back to know yourself. And if you're not sure, get some coaching. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, any advice on how you would find that coaching? There's such good, great um, coaching now. Um, some good, really good books now, actually, just oh, yeah. books. You know, so sometimes it's just about getting some input in, even just reading say a chapter a day I, you know it goes but I've done that many times throughout my life you pick up something great and just one chapter a day and then you know you're picking up these little extra insights and and especially then for those of us who are a little older it's too easy for us to think we know it all by now mm -hmm. you know but our situation changes maybe someone you know the kids have gone and you think now's my time to um, spread my wings and maybe my partner if I have one is open to trying a new adventure so it's not only for young people, you know, we find ourselves at all different ages, um, maybe starting to look at, at, at other horizons. And it can be very successful. Um, it's just about deciding you're gonna do it, try and get your ducks in a row, do a bit of homework. Now, I personally am somebody that's quite comfortable with risk, okay? So uh, I don't do as much research as maybe some would, yeah. but I know myself. You see, I'm self-aware enough to know about my level of detail that I need. Um, other people, they're very, very detailed. They, they won't make the move until they have all, the, all those little things in place. Yeah. And that's okay, but be prepared for some bumps in the road, give yourself options, um, and that will help you f be more resilient. Because yeah. for me, resilience is actually, all of this is yeah. about how to be resilient. And again, if you bring it back to pavements, you know, Pavements are complex things of multi-layers with, 
things that make them flexible, things that make them impervious to some things, but let some other things through. We have to have our mindset in that way, like, 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 like a really well-laid pavement. You know, it serves its purpose. It's the foundation for everything else that we do. Um, and, and be kind to yourself when you get it wrong. Right, yeah. okay. and be flexible as well. Yeah, t- you've got to be a little flexible. Yeah. Kind to yourself and a bit flexible. Um, and even sometimes it's just sort of, sometimes you don't know what to do, but you just go, okay. Yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then you never know what comes from that. I think bravery, anyone who goes internationally, and if there's anyone listening to the podcast who is a business who employs international people, even if the person isn't obviously, you might, they might be a local hire. For example, you might be an Australian business um, and you've hired some lovely person to join your team. And they're not obviously an international talent because maybe they've already had one job here. Yeah. But think, oh no, actually they probably are because once you talk to them, you realise no, actually they're originally from maybe um, I know somewhere in Pakistan, and they've come here and they're on their second or third you know position in their career. Well, maybe they still need a little uh, you know a little kindness. How are you going? You know how's oh, how's mum and dad? Trying to understand a little. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and realizing it is harder when you are a long way away. Oh, we, we just need a little more, you know, come for a barbecue if you're an Aussie. It's always that, make sure you invite that person for the barbecue. Don't assume they don't want to come. Yeah. Because even if the person might say, oh, no, thank you. But to be asked is, is lovely. And it makes you feel connected. Yeah. Um, you know, and as a 53-year-old woman, I still feel a bit, you know, if I don't get invited to something, I'm like, oh, why didn't yeah. I get invited? So yeah. it doesn't matter how old we are. We all, we all want to feel like we're involved. Yeah, that we belong. Yeah. And yeah. I think for companies employing anybody, and to be honest, even if it's an interstate move, depending on the person, it's the human. Am I, as an employer, aware, and as a team member as well, maybe you're not the boss, but you're a team member, who are the people around me? Are they connected? Is there something that I can just bring to that for that day, for that person, lift them up a little bit. And it costs me nothing to be a little bit kind or a little bit inclusive, that little bit more inclusive. Um, And then all of a sudden you have a much more steady workforce, a much more engaged team, a much more trusting team. It means if you are the person doing the international, you'll be more successful, more happy, more more productive, more chance of um, advancement, more chance of success because you have a stable base. If you're a business, it means that you will have a more diverse workplace if you bring in some international talent, which means you can then maybe go into other markets because you have some maybe language abilities mm-hmm. or maybe you have some cultural connections into those um, cultures. And all of a sudden, you might be a relatively small consulting company, but someone might just give you an opportunity in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, just because you know that one exactly. person. Exactly. Yeah. And because someone said, oh, my dad said that they're building a new airport. Oh, and this is the name. And this is who... You just never know. Yeah. And it's that thing, I think, if, if everyone comes into it with a supportive, positive, forward-looking mindset and that spirit of collaboration, because the borders... Where someone comes from, all their passport, I mean, we're all human, right? Yeah. Um, but, but it is hard. It is hard when you're that... Um, person who's a long way from home sometimes and, and you're an adult and you feel like I oh, I can't say anything I'll, I'll be resilient mm-hmm. inside you're dying a little <laughs> when you feel a bit ah. um, but a, a little kindness um, and for employers I think to understand the motivators 
particularly more, the funny thing is for me, generationally, young people, and I would say sort of 30-ish and under, are quite an international group now because you all are connected on social media. So there's this common sort of aspiration for, you're concerned about the environment, you're concerned about sustainability. Um, you guys know that maybe owning property isn't something that you want to aspire to. But what you want is a life filled of um, travel, a bit of adventure, responsibility, and a feeling of that I'm adding value to what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, whereas someone who's a little older is more thinking, oh, I've got to pay my mortgage off. And so they might be motivated by some slightly different things. Um, and I think if, if people are honest about those things, then again, you come back to this very stable base and you realise the borders don't matter, the passport doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, but it's frustrating if there's a barrier and a barrier to someone working. So I, the, the other thing I would say, if you are even considering working internationally, get your credentials in order. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have the correct transcripts. Make sure you have references. Make sure you can prove your credentials. Um, now, again, I'm going to use Denmark as the example. There is um, a very easy online portal. You can get your international credentials recognized, your education ones. Um, but you need transcripts. You yeah. know, you need the proofs. Um, and make sure that you have your visas. And you test that by you go onto the website for the country you want to go to and you look, working in this country with this passport. What are the conditions that I need to satisfy? Um, you have to satisfy them. That government does not have to let you yeah. work in, in there. Um, and then make sure that you have, um, unfortunately, some of the, and sometimes there are barriers, like you might have got, could be something simple, like maybe you've got a speeding fine that you never paid for, or mm. something, you know, it can be so, and if you don't declare that on your application, and if that then comes out, that can be an issue can be something really a nothing um, you know so again maybe that you would actually even do that quite early on if you have your eyes set on somewhere check early on that you can actually satisfy that and that can take a little while to grip up exactly what's required yeah. um, but the good thing is that everything's online mm. look at the embassy websites um, the information is there um, and it's Generally speaking, there will always be an English version. We're quite lucky as English speakers. Yes. Um, but Google Translate's amazing. I'm sure other brands with translation are available. Um, but, you know, I always put the translate on mine when in doubt. Um, yeah. But not, it would be such a shame to miss an opportunity because you just didn't get an application in on a certain date or you just didn't meet some small criteria. So definitely do the homework, get that in place because often you can't get housing um, you know there's all these things fall off the back of that making sure you've got the right permits to be there and companies will not always sponsor you so you've got to work out um, some companies will bring you in as a sponsored hire yep. but that means you are tied to working for that company and if you no longer work for that company often your right of um, abode and working there ceases right. sometimes that's fine um, but maybe you think, no, I want to go on my own steam so I can choose my employer. Then there's, there'll be an, another set of criteria. So it's, it's, I can't 
because it, it depends what passport you hold as to what passport, um, what country you're going into. Yeah. Um, but it, but the information's out there, so there's no reason to not. Yeah. So um, after, let's say, you've got your visa, you've got all the yep. credentials, everything yep. out of the way. Yep. Um, where do you, how do you find a place mm. to live? Yeah, look, and it's something to be really careful of. I think, um, again, I'm, I'm going to use um, Copenhagen as, as an example because it's, it's a pretty good one. The rental market is not as protected as it is in, say, somewhere like Australia. Right. And there are some landlords and people will, you know, go straight to a landlord and they've been burned because actually the property doesn't exist and deposits have been paid, people have transferred money in good faith, but actually it was a false ad. It was a scam. It was a scam. Uh -oh. Yeah. So when in doubt, don't bypass things. If something is feels too good to be true, it's going to be too good to be true. Yeah. And this is where I think if someone is considering moving internationally, try and have at least one trip there. Try your best, even if you're on a super tight budget, but get the lay of the land. Um, yeah. Housing is a big one. Um, and sometimes you end up, um, it will always cost you more than you think. Yeah. And always make sure you ask, what about deposits, right? Um, maybe are, are you going to share? Are you going to rent a room, you know, maybe in a, in a shared household, maybe two or three young professionals? Um, do I know these people? Who are these people? What is my, you know, are we the same? Can, can, can I, you know? Um, housing, I think, is quite a stressful thing if you're not prepared and it means save your money before you go on the posting you've got to have some money in the bank yeah. you cannot go on an overseas um, assignment or immigration without having something in the bank if you do you are putting yourself under so much stress yeah. um, and so it means that maybe say for a year or two before that means you're going out less with your buddies uh, you know your money's going into an account yeah. But it, it will be so much better for having a buffer. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, we're all about reducing risk, you know, just reducing the points of failure. Um, and again, it comes back to this, if you are asked to sign something, read it. If you do not understand based on the language, and it can happen, for example, as, as an Australian, maybe going to say somewhere like Italy, rarely are things provided in English. So you must make sure that what you're signing mm. is correct. Yeah. Okay. And that you actually understand. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 And hopefully, hopefully nothing gets lost in translation. Yeah. Ooh, and big trouble. <laughs> yeah, it, it can. But the good thing is, again, you can translate a lot of things now. But for having that financial buffer, when in doubt, pay for a lawyer, a local solicitor to read it or translate it yeah, or something. You absolutely. know. Absolutely. Um, I just think it's money well spent. Um, and again, when in doubt, sometimes cultural groups, you know, may maybe Aussies in Rome, I'm sure there's something like this, you know. Yeah. I know um, there's uh, Aussies in Copenhagen, for instance, there's a Facebook group and people are super kind about, you know, you can ask a question and someone will say, oh yeah, DM me and I can help with this or that. And, mm. um, and I think it runs the other way as well. I have a lot of uh, friends in Copenhagen who are from the Philippines. Um, and it's the same there, you know, or Slovenia, or so. We all we all cl we all clump together a little bit, so. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good support network. Of totally. Yeah. 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 People. yeah. Okay. Um, so, any final tips? Look, I would just say, don't be afraid. You know, like you, you get one life, but planning, 
planning is everything. Um, what do they say? Fail to plan, plan to fail. You know what I mean? Like, but don't be afraid. You must. You live one life. Go for it, um, and just bring your A game. You know, put that smile on your face. Be open to um, new th- new experiences, new people. Don't be afraid to put your hand out. Introduce yourself. Um, and you really are showcasing yourself, but I hate to say it, but you're showcasing your own culture as well. So I always am mindful that I'm an Australian. I want people to think well of Australia, you know? Mm. Um, And I think if you're going with those sort of, so you're going to something, I think then it will be successful. But the big thing really is you must not be afraid. And even if something doesn't quite work, the worst that happens is You'll get some experience in your life. Um, you will, you you know, you'll be richer for it, even if it's, I'm going to say, a failure in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, and then it just means you're one step closer to the thing you're meant to be, or the place you're meant to be. And you you learn the, learn from it. As oh well. man, you learn yeah. so much. And I've met fabulous people and had some crazy opportunities, um, just for being in the world and being unafraid. I'm proudly Australian, absolutely. I like to think I take a lot of Australia with me, um, but I'm also now proudly British as well. I chose, I have two passports, um, but I'm loving being a Viking, you know? So um, I think if someone, especially when you are more free is easier, obviously, before you get too many commitments, just get out there and just go for it. Bring your A game, be open. And I think that people will have no regret that, that they've done that. And they'll look back and think, damn, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you just never know. But it yeah. makes for an exciting life. It does. Yeah. And all the opportunities you get that you, know, you want to have if you didn't step up. It's step so outside. good. Yeah. And because your home is still your home. Your family is still your family. Yeah. Especially now with social media. I'm still connected to my, the, my friends from high school. You know, my very best friend since I was 10. You know, we've just hung out. She came to Norway. Um, I've just been up to the Gold Coast to see her. So it's okay now. It's easy to maintain your friendships and your connections. Okay, so um, that's all we have time for today. Yeah. Thank you, Leanne. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing all your experience and joining us today. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. And just wishing everybody just a fabulous career. I think it's a great industry. There's so much opportunity. There's a lot happening in the world that, uh, where pavement engineering is in demand. Um, and all the specialisations within the field. Um, so I think now's the time to get out there and take up some of those crazy opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. Um, and if you guys want to follow Leanne Ray, she's on LinkedIn. Yep. And to, just let us know what you think about today's episode by leaving a comment. Uh, follow us on LinkedIn, Spotify, Apple, and Castbox for the latest podcasts. Join us again next time on Pavement Matters and thank you for listening. Mm